0: This is the Decibel Podcast with Chris Sinzak and Aaron Camaro.
1: Man, I remember back in the day when I was a young kid and all I ever wanted to do was turn on the radio and hear new music, good music, great music, and somewhere along the line, that all changed because somewhere along the line, radio started to suck. But, we've got the remedy for you, and this is it. It is the Decibel Geek Podcast. So if you love rock and roll, and you know that radio sucks, then hell, you're in the right place. My name is Aaron Camaro, and I'm joined as always by my co-hostess with the Mo Hostess, it's Chris Sinzak. What's going on, my friend? Did you call me a co-hostess? With the Mo
2: Hostess. Okay. I guess I'm going through a confusing time, but I'm good. Otherwise, I'm confused
1: myself. (laughs) This is this is insane. We were just talking before we started. Like people will say to me sometimes like at my job, like, wow, you do this, all this other stuff on the side. Where do you find time to do that? And the answer is, I don't fucking know, you know, (laughs) but somehow we make it happen. You know, you went through a bunch of shit recently. I'm going through some stuff right now, but man, we got to rock. You know, that's what we do and when the whole world's gone crazy around us you know this is kind of a man it's a reprieve for us in a lot of ways to be able to step away and shut off the whole rest of the world for just an hour or two and just talk about rock and roll
2: yeah no politics or anything going on here we're gonna we're just gonna have fun and that's what we do yeah it's it's the way I view it, it's much cheaper therapy than paying for the real thing.
1: Yeah, well, it works for me, man, because I feel way better right now than I did like an hour ago. Like an hour ago, my ass was dragging, and I was like, how am I going to do this tonight? How am I going to have the energy to be entertaining to do a podcast? But, you know, once once that red light comes on, everything else just kind of fades off into the distance. We concentrate on this. And, man, it feels good. Feels good.
2: And the the jury's still out on the entertaining part. That's up to you guys. Oh, yeah. It?
1: Well, I'm entertained.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we try to at least entertain each other. That's good enough for that us. That
1: works. All right. So as you guys know, this is the Radio Sucks radio show. This is something that finds its roots at the very, very beginning. All those years ago when we first started Decibel Geek. And we were talking about, like, What kind of things can we do and what kind of different themes can we do? And one of the original things that came up, it's like, you know, I love this idea of doing a podcast because we can do pretty much whatever we want and we don't have anybody really telling us what we can and can't do and we're not beholden to anybody to have to only talk about this or we're only going to talk about that, but we're never going to talk about this and we're never going to talk about that. No, none of those rules apply to us. We have no chains holding us down, so when we look back at our lives, you know, and I know the listeners that are listening to this got to agree with it, man, there was a time when you could turn on the radio and hear something amazing and go, what was that? And the DJ would say, that was this. And you know, you go, holy shit, you know, I want to buy that cassette tape, or I got to get that CD, or whatever the case may be. But like I said, somewhere along the line, that kind of changed. And I think, I may have witnessed it like way back in the very early 2000s when it changed from DJs playing CDs, you know, like even before then, like they'd spin the actual vinyl. You know, I I think of like Dr. Johnny Fever and how awesome those times on radio must have been. But somewhere along the line, it just became like, okay, we're only going to play these bands. And then of these bands, we're only going to play these songs by them. And that's it, you know, and we're just going to rotate that same shit over and over and over again because we feel like our listeners don't care. And we've talked to radio DJs. I mean, our friend Lonnie has explained to us that, you know, most people that listen to the radio, they're just using it as background noise. I mean, they don't even care to hear something new and get excited about it. They just want familiarity, you know, but I know that we're different. And the people that listen to this show are different. We're not just your run-of-the-mill sheep banging our way through life. We're trying to do something good, trying to learn something. We want to stay on top of things. So today, for the Radio Sucks Radio Show, we're going to pick 10 bands, artists, rockers, and 10 songs by them that I can almost guarantee you are not getting played on your local rock stations. But we're better than that. We're the Decibel Geek Podcast. We're here to tell you radio sucks, and we're going to prove it to you right here today. But, of course, before we get to all that, we've got to take care of our business. And let me tell you, business is good when I look and see five stars. Oh, yeah, it's an Apple Podcast review. This one is pretty damn cool, and I like it a lot. It's entitled Brothers in Rock, and it goes a little something like this been listening for a few years now and from day one it seems as if you were nosing around in all my playlists love the different themes and ideas but the alternate kiss episode was absolutely fantastic keep coming up with those great ideas and interviews all you need now is more sammy hagar (laughs) no you don't (laughs) Scared me for a second. They're like, oh, this is great. This is great. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, cool. Hey, we'll love it. Five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You can't beat it. It makes us feel good. These are like little love letters to us that we like to read, like it's a a Valentine to the Decibel Geek Podcast every other week, and we get a chance to read it because they're awesome. We want to share it with the people. This one, like I said, Apple Podcast review from right here in the United States from Royford32. Thank you for that review.
2: I'm glad you said it's like a love letter. Cause now it explains why I have a chubby every time we get a good review.
1: I'm telling you, man, it's, it's at least halfway there. I mean, the five stars alone, give me the tingle.
2: Yeah. If, if we get more than one review in a week, we go from six to midnight. Pretty fast.
1: <laughs> we get more than two. I flip my desk over without using my hands, <laughs> but that's very rare and a good thing because what a disaster that would be.
2: Yeah. Thanks for the visual.
1: Yeah. Well, There you have it. That's an awesome review. If you want to leave us a review and give us a half on, you can do that. Apple Podcasts reviews are great. We like to get the Podchaser reviews. If you're not aware of Podchaser.com, man, that's a great place to enlighten yourself about a lot of different podcasts that are out there and get reviews on the ones that are out there. So you can say, you know, let me spin through these reviews. They all say this show sucks. I'm not going to check it out. Hey, these ones are all great. I want to check out that show podchaser really breaks it down and is a very cool website and you can leave reviews right down to the episode even if you want to so if you're listening to the radio sucks radio show and you go man this was awesome you guys played 10 songs by 10 bands that i didn't even know and now i know and i feel great five stars you can do that and of course the ever elusive facebook recommendation you know at one time it seemed like we got more Facebook recommendations than anything else, and then somewhere I don't know why, that just died off. So if you're on yep. Facebook, you want to leave us a recommendation. We like those too.
2: Yeah, and I, I check every week for for new ones <laughs> and
1: without fail. We never get them. You check every it's week. It's been over like,
2: over a year since we've got. Oh really?
1: Them. Oh wow! I knew it's yeah. been a while, but I didn't think it was over a year. Yeah. Poor Chris checks every week. Oh, what do we got? Aw, you see? Aw, that's you. You didn't leave us a Facebook recommendation. You're on Facebook. We know you are. You're commenting on stuff in the Decibel Geek community and you're following us and, and sharing and retweeting every time we come out with a new episode. Hey, speaking of that, that's the perfect way to get yourself a mention. You know, a lot of rock and rollers all over the world listen to this show, but it's only a select handful of people that take the time to take the episode from the week before and share it. So, for example, like today, like I said, Radio Sucks Radio Show. It comes out, you're on Facebook, you're on X, you see it, you share it, and bam, your name's put on the list. And that means you're going to hear your name on the top of the very next episode, which is now.
2: Yeah, these are Geeks of the Week. Geeks of the Week this week are Adam Cox, Rock and Ron Runyon, Kristen Schimbeck, Mark Alton-Taylor, Freeform Rock Podcast, Mark Starsky, Craig Turtich, Samuel Wetz, John Phillips, Eric Luzier, Brent Tibbetts, David Glenn, Aaron Baker, Mike Parnell, Keith Rockford, Jeffrey Mendenhall, Grayson Gallegos, Dawn of the Rising, Tom Logsdon, Patrick Green, Boris Petrovsky, Todd Cunningham, Pantheon Podcast, Anthony Roush, Big Al's Rockin' Podcast, A to Z Radio, Michael Hall, The BS Sessions, David Cathy, Sit and Spin with Joe, Ralph Vieira, Bill Wang, Ernesto Aguiar, J.J. McElhenny, Kevin's on Fire, Tom Smoke, Belmondo, Eladio, Vet Halen, Whiting Guitar Works, Focus on Metal Podcast, Jeff Mendenhall, Will Honeycut, Jay Shabluski, Hakon Bergstad, Two Punk to Be a Podcast, Joseph Capone, Victor Ruiz, Scott Crouch, and as always,
1: The
0: Mooger Fugger.
1: That's right. Oh, God, my brain is broken. What is the episode that they shared to have this beautiful honor of being Geeks of the Week?
2: That was the, well, it was a comb- combination of GeekWire from last week and the shooting the Breeze with Donald of oh, Yeah,
1: officer. how could I forget? Man, my brain is truly, truly broken. But the only thing that can heal me is the power of rock and roll, and we're going to do it right here today. Before we do that, I just want to give a shout-out to Pantheon Podcast because, man, they are our sponsors. They are the ones, the ones that bring you guys this podcast. It's free. It's been free for all these years. All we ask in return, you give us a review and you check out Pantheon because Pantheon gathers all the best podcasts into one place. You don't even got to mess around checking reviews because if the podcast stinks, it's not on Pantheon and I can guarantee you that Pantheon's only got the best. Save yourself the time of the search of trying to find another good podcast that you can listen to as soon as you're done with this one. Just go right to Pantheon. They've got it all covered, all genres of music, not just rock and roll everything they've got it so if you like something besides rock plus other rock podcasts and even cobras and fire they're all there on pantheon so you wanted the best Pantheon's bringing
2: it to you. And speaking of Cobras and Fire, I, t- I, I, I implore everyone to listen to their brand new episode. I think it's called, it has something to do with Kurt Gooch is in the title, but uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just came out today. And that, that story's funny. Yeah. But it, it, yet again, and this has happened in other podcasts, if you want to hear the best Eddie Trunk impression of all time, listen to Cobras and Fire, because Baco's got it down perfectly.
1: Baco's a hell of an impersonator. Yeah. Impressionist, and, and the even.
2: angrier Baco gets, the funnier the show is.
1: Yeah, that's true. Everybody loves an angry Baco. In the spirit of Radio Sucks Radio Show, we've got 10 songs that you're going to freaking love. Maybe never even heard them before. Let's find out. Chris, you want to kick us off?
2: Yeah, I'll go first. And uh, it, it, what you said re- reminds me of one of my favorite anecdotes. It's like I, and I remember listening to this. It was when the new Rat album, Infestation, came out. And, you know, it was getting a lot of good hype, at least online and on podcast. But then I remember (laughs) listening to the classic rock station and they're like, do it. They do a commercial break thing or they come in and they start doing a read. And the guy, the DJ goes, right, has a new album infestation that's getting all kinds of great hype. And I hear the songs are amazing on it. Here's Round and Round from 1984.
1: Right, exactly. You know, and I was thinking about that (laughs) because like you were raving about the new Rolling Stones album, which I did go pick up. Oh cool. My life is so upside down right now. It's sitting right here next to me, still in the plastic. And I got it like four days ago. Been trying to figure I've been trying to figure out when to listen to it. But I was thinking about them. Like how, it's easy to think about it when you think about like bands like Great White or Dawkins or you know, bands from that era, and it's like, man, you know, where do these bands fit in nowadays? But when you think about it in terms of the Rolling Stones, now the Rolling Stones are getting plenty of like hype on this album on tv like people are excited like you got a new beatles song and a new album by the rolling stones isn't 2023 great which is cool those that's very cool stuff you know and you say the stones album is great i'm looking forward to checking it out but i'm thinking as far as radio goes nobody's playing that Mm -mm. so if you're a classic rock station you're going to hear plenty of the Rolling Stones all day long, all the time. But they're not going to play the new one. Right, so then what's the flip side of that? Oh, current rock, right? So, okay, it doesn't fit into the oldies because it's current. So let's look at current rock. Well, let's see. We got Bush, we got, you know, Limp Biscuit and all the stuff that they play all the time, all the time. But a new rock station isn't going to play the new Rolling Stones. Where does a band like that even fit? Where does a band like Dokken? They got a great new album out. Classic rock ain't going to play it. They're going to play, you know, the classics. And new rock ain't going to play it because, you know, it's docking, you know? So, I mean, fuck, it sucks, man. Makes me mad about radio. Like, I was proud to be a radio DJ at one time. And yes, you know, everybody knows I got in a lot of trouble when I was a DJ because, i didn't play by the rules i'd sneak cds and i'd play basically whatever the hell i wanted and then just get my ass chewed for it later but you know it's just it's a sad state when you got a band that's classic but are still coming out with new music but there's no format for them anywhere to be played on the radio If only
2: there was a podcast that would play these songs.
0: Hmm.
1: What could we call it? I don't know. Decibel geek. That's a good name. And then we've got a theme. Oh, radio sucks. Radio show. Hey, it's been working for 12 years. Why stop now?
2: So, uh, well, for my first song, it's funny when, you know, you ask, you kind of ask a question to the universe about wondering about a band and then the universe answers that question. So, uh, Few months ago, I think uh, I think you brought up the the band the Gems. Oh yeah, one of us did.
1: Yeah, it was me on Fresh Blood.
2: Yeah, for a Fresh Blood episode, and as we learned, it was like most of Thunder Mother. And um, at the time, the guitar, the founding guitar player for Thunder Mother, apparently she was the only one left. The rest of the band quit and went off and moved and moved on, did their only thing. And at the time, we both kind of pondered, like, well, is this it for Thundermother, or is she going to rebuild the band? Well, we have that answer, because Thundermother released their, uh, with the new lineup, released their first single uh, this past week, and uh, produced by Danish producer Soren Anderson, who worked with Pretty Maids, D.A.D., Glenn Hughes, Mike Tramp. Um, this is basically guitarist Philippa Nassil, joined by singer Linnea Vickstrom, Basis. <laughs> I love Why am I, why am I, I trying? I to love when you names? try to pronounce Nordic yeah. names. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's pointless. Three other chicks joined her. And um, I really like this song. I think it's pretty good. So far, it's just a single. I don't know if a new album's coming out, but this is Thunder Mother with I Left My License in the Future.
3: If you want
1: time. Four Viking Nordic rock chicks. Man, it comes through in the music. That's awesome. I'm glad to know that they're still around. Because like you said, you know, we were talking about that with the Gems. It's like, this is awesome. But what about Thunder Mother? You know, we like them too. And there you go. Brand new music from Thunder Mother. I love it. Here's yep. a band that in 2023, people got really, really excited about. Because it's not everyday that a band that you thought would never get back together, would never release new music, all of a sudden is back. And I'm talking about the Marvelous Three. We've talked about this band a lot over the years on the show. We even did a On Assignment episode about the album Ready Sex Go, which was a lot of fun. And Marvelous Three was one of those bands that were kind of in that area where the Sunset Strip Metal was looked down upon for so long and that when it was starting to come back and people were starting to go, you know, this stuff was pretty good. You know, in the early 2000s, that's when you had bands like Marvelous 3 that were somewhere in the middle. They were fun and hard-rocking like the current bands, but still had that alternative feel to them as well. So it was something that everybody could dig. Well, then, as you know, in history, Butch Walker goes on to do very, very successful things on his own, being a producer, coming out with his own music. I mean, he was doing all right. So I thought, well, man, Butch Walker's doing so good on his own, we'll never hear from The Marvelous Three again. And then it was announced that The Marvelous Three were doing a couple of big shows down in Atlanta. Which, if I'm not mistaken, both of them sold out. Everybody I talked to that went to those shows said they were amazing. And then on top of all that, we ended up getting a new album from them. Marvelous 3, the album was called 4. So I thought, what the hell, man? I don't know how many radio stations are playing the new Marvelous 3. But they should all be playing the new Marvelous 3. Because all the songs on the album are really damn good. You want proof? Here's proof. It's Marvelous Three just came out this year you're gonna want to go out and buy this album it's iv that's four in roman numerals this is a song called kill a motherfucker that breaks your heart
2: I think that's my favorite off the new one, Uh, and it's it's just got such a great vibe to it. And I know some people are saying, "Well, it's just it's Butch Walker solo stuff with the Marvelous Three names slapped on it." I don't think so. No, I think this sounds like what the band would sound like had they continued. Yeah, because Butch
1: Walker does weird stuff a lot on his own. Like he doesn't, he isn't held to, you know, this is supposed to sound like a kick-ass rock band like that last thing he came out with, there was a lot of kind of folky stuff on there.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, Glenn, where he's playing like a, a lounge singer. I actually, it, it took a long time, but it did grow on me, and it clicked eventually.
1: But that's nothing like Marvelous 3. I mean, Marvelous 3 is a rock band, so for him to mm. go in and be like, oh, well, I'm just going to let you guys play on a Butch Walker album, that's not what this is at all. And if you're a fan of Marvelous 3 from back in the day... Then there's nothing not to like on the new album, so I mean that's the proof right there. That song is awesome, so I hope you go out and buy that while it's still available because I don't think that was any kind of like major record label release or anything. Mm-mm. So there ain't no telling how many of those are out there in circulation. So if you're planning on getting a copy of it, you better get on the case.
2: I didn't. I haven't seen the video clip, but I, I heard at one of the shows in Atlanta they briefly played the intro to Tainted Angel by South Gang.
1: Oh wow. see maybe that's what we can get next you know the Marvelous 3 reunion was a huge success how about the return of South Gang in 2024 it'll never happen no I don't think so
2: (laughs) you're lucky you get a few seconds of Tainted Angel live butch has come a long way just to even get that far he used to like almost deny that they existed
1: right yeah in that time (laughs) yeah I get it I get it I love it Um, though I love that stuff
2: I do too, and and I heard that uh, fans can expect more tour dates to get announced soon. Oh,
1: sweet. That's awesome. That's kind of what I was hoping for. I thought if the new album comes out, people dig it. They do those two big shows down in Atlanta. If they sell them out, maybe we get some other shows coming up. So that's good. I'll be keeping my eyes open for that. Hopefully it comes around here.
2: If they just do like little mini tours every year, they can build a good nest at nest egg off of just the cult following they have.
1: Totally. And that's that's what I said. And we were talking about this with uh with Ray and Iggy. I don't know if we made it on the on the episode or if we was talking just bullshitting in the back of the parking lot behind the hotel, but like if you're a band that has like a limited following, like you're not the Rolling Stones, you're not Aerosmith, you're not U2, a band that's got a massive worldwide following. But if you've got a core group of fans man. you can live off of that as long as you keep giving them stuff you know if if my favorite band comes out with a new album every month i'm probably gonna buy it every month you know you got a hardcore group of fans are gonna buy everything you come out with you want to live off the music man you better keep coming out with stuff
2: yeah for sure um for my next one, uh, this one's a little near and dear to us because our friend Rick Fox is now the new bass player in this band. Hell yeah. Uh, it's a band called Freak Show that uh, Rick had told us about re- you know, not too long ago and uh, the singer's Ronnie Borchert who plays le- lead vocals and guitar. Carlos Cavazzo on lead guitar. Um, on the album was Greg on, because um, Greg's committed to other projects so that's how Rick stepped in um, as the replacement bass player so when they go out and play live and i'm assuming on future recordings it'll it'll be rick doing the uh, bass playing and then uh of course uh former wasp member Stet howlin on drums that's cool um that's a good lineup yeah, and is. and also to help to help rick quell some rumors because like carlos cavazzo who just also got announced as the new touring guitar player for hurricane right. uh this week and then so of course a lot of people like oh my god it's he already out of freak show but not true at all it's he's basically filling in to uh give them just a lead guitar plus you can juggle two gigs at at these days as it is the way that the touring is routed so carlos still a member of freak show but uh I, i like what i've heard off this record it's called so shall it be came out this year and uh there's a track in particular i like called it hurts me
1: stuff right there.
2: Yeah, I, li- I like what I've heard off this one. I need to give it a few more spins to, to kind of digest it some more. But uh, if you like that and you want to hear the rest, you can order the whole album now at eonianrecords.com slash freakshow, and uh, you can pick that one up.
1: Heck yeah, man. Some legends, some veterans, you know, getting together, making good music. Still got to treat it like it's a young, fresh band because basically it is. Got to support them, man. If you don't support a band like that, it's not going to last. They're never going to make it to your town. Buy the album and show them that rock and rollers are still out here and they still hunger for this kind of stuff. And then, you know, it builds. And then next thing you know, Freak Show's coming to your town. You're there having a great time. There's Rick Fox up on stage. He's having a blast, man. I'm so happy for that dude. Rick Fox is just one of the sweetest, nicest guys I've ever met in my life. And when something good happens to him, it makes my heart smile. And this Freak Show, the fact that the music's so good and it suits him so well and he's going to fit in so great with them, I'm excited to see it live. I sure hope they come around here.
2: Yeah, I'm happy for Rick. And, you know, I know he's he's been really wanting a good steady gig like this for a long time and that it's got Carlos and it's got Stead in the band. I mean, that's good company to be in. Oh, yeah. So uh, I, I, I'm excited for him. I know... It gives him good peace of mind to have a have a, a steady gig going again. And, uh, yeah, as, as we hear more about this band, I'm sure we'll be uh, helping provide coverage for them to uh, you know kind of lend a hand at least as much as we can. But, uh, yeah, excited to hear more from them and uh, check them out when they come your way.
1: 100%. That's awesome. All right. Well, here's something else you're probably not hearing on radio because up until a day or two ago, I never even heard of this. And I thought to myself, I should really save this for fresh blood. I thought, no, it's too cool, man. I don't want to hold it back. I want to see it fly. This is so fresh that I think there's only three songs. And the other two songs are sort of like outlaw country a little bit. But man, this song rocks. This is something that's called The Coyote Stylite. That's S-T-Y-L-I-T-E, Stylite. And, man, I don't even know how I came across this. I was just kind of checking some stuff out, trying to decide what I wanted to do, what my picks were going to be for the Radio Sucks radio show. And it's like, this thing comes up. I go, well, this fits better with fresh blood because it's so new, so new. But it's so cool. I just want to share it with people. I have no information on this. I don't know anything. Except I really like the song. Man, it's a single. One of three. Came out this year. Here's the Coyote Stylite. Check it out for yourself. It's a song called Long Way Home.
2: know what stylite means but i like the song i think it's uh, i like what i heard it's pretty cool i I definitely want to check out more of their stuff but uh yeah i'd never heard of this at all before
1: yeah like i said the other two songs are kind of like old school country and when i heard this i was like man that's really cool go man what's what's the other songs like and i'm like i mean this is cool but it's so different but that song rocks you know so i'm hoping whatever happens with this this band or this guy or Like I said, I really have no information of it other than the name and the one awesome song. So I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens. So I immediately did what I tell everybody to do. When you hear a band on the Decibel Geek podcast that you like, it's the easiest thing you can do to show some love and support is just give them a like or give them a follow on their social media. That's immediately what I did when I heard this and like, I'm going to follow this because As more reveals itself, I want to know about it. So as a follower of the Coyote Stylite, I might be the first to know, but you could be right up there with me. So any one of these bands that you don't currently follow or keep up with on the social media, I suggest you do it. A like is a small thing, but it goes a long way. I mean, shit, we're up to 83 follower 8.8.3 followers (laughs) yeah yeah I have 8.3 thousand followers on Facebook and I haven't looked at that in a long time but I noticed it the other day and I was like man that's pretty cool that makes me feel good so I gotta imagine the feeling goes the same for all these artists that we talk about on the show at the very least give them a like and a follow and keep up with what they're doing it's a small thing but it makes you feel good
2: right on yeah so uh for my next one this is one of those, do you ever have times where you'll get clued into a, a new song by a band you love, but you fu- you got clued in weeks and weeks after it happened, and you feel bad because you weren't clu- tuned in on the at the time?
1: Uh, yeah, um, as soon as I saw this on your list, I was like, what the hell? How did they come out with a new song, the band that I love? And I had no idea.
2: Yeah, and it's two new songs. Oh, and snap. I, I almost was tempted to play both of them, because they're both really good, but... um. Brother Kane had came out with two new songs and it was weeks ago wow. and I for some, and I follow Damon Johnson. I follow the band and I somehow missed it but um, they released their first new songs in 25 years wow. and uh, the singles uh are you in there anymore and Blinded by the Sun and this is uh both songs are amazing. They're both produced and mixed by Marty Fredrickson, who's working a lot with people around town here in Nashville and of course, you know, worked with Aerosmith and a host of other people. Yeah. and um, But now I'm going to play one of the two singles. I think you're going to like this. This is a great song. It was Brother Kane with uh, Blinded by the Sun.
1: Can't believe they're back. I, I can't believe it's been 25 years.
2: Yeah, and that this features Damon and bassist Glenn Maxey. So the rest of the band is, it's not original, but it's still sa- the same spirit. And um some people we know, Tony Higby and Jared Pope, are members of his band. And of course, keyboardist uh Buck Johnson, who plays keys for Aerosmith.
1: And they're in Brother Kane?
2: Yeah. Oh, that's it's, awesome. The new. The new lineup of Brother Kane.
1: Well, I know back in the day we played the East Side Gamblers, which was yep. Tony Higby's band, and right. I remember getting a ton of great response to that. I mean, I got the C D when that came out. I liked it so much. And we see him from time to time around town when we go see shows and stuff, and he's a super cool guy and a true rocker. So I mean he fits fits this very well. And
2: and and Tony and Jared both uh, also play in Tom Kiefer's band, too. Oh, yeah, that's
1: right. Jared's awesome, too, man.
2: Yeah. And Jared, for kiss, a real Kiss nerd question, Jared, I think he only did one or two gigs, but he was the original um, Gene Simmons band drummer.
1: Oh, right on. That's cool, man. I like that. Man, Brother Kane's back. That's amazing.
2: Yeah, I was really impressed with that song. Now the other one, I'll warn you, Aaron, uh, are you in there anymore? It's a well-written song, but it gives definite Bon Jovi vibes. Oh, snapped! Sweet, <laughs> sweet love ballad. More mid-tempo, but it's it's poppy. More like nine late '90s era Bon Jovi sounding. But Brother Kane always kind
1: of had that element too. You know, they had like yeah.
2: they they didn't they weren't like a one-trick
1: thing. You know, they had they were diverse within their songs, like on an album. You get a lot of different stuff. It wasn't just like, we're a rock band, and that's it, and that's all we do. Their yeah. rock songs, to me, are phenomenal. And some of their other stuff is okay. But I know that there's a little bit of something for everybody on a Brother Kane album.
2: I'm just blown away. It's been 25 years. I mean, how oh, fuck. How old am I? You know, shit. How old well, am yeah. I getting? And, and I'm really hoping we'll get more than two songs, because yeah. with that lineup, I'm sure they could turn out some great stuff
1: man yeah of course they could in their sleep that's great man i love it brother kane is back i love that band very cool all right so let's keep this radio sucks radio show train a rolling i got one for you this one i'm gonna warn you it's kind of a trip it's kind of weird but it's really cool so when we went and seen ugly Joe last year up in indianapolis they had a deal where they needed to fill in on guitar kind of last minute. And when Ugly Kid Joe needs somebody to fill in guitar last minute, they go to the same guy every time. They fly him in from England because it's worth it. And that's a guy named Chris Catalyst. And not as, not only is he so amazing that he can just pretty much jump in with any band and just play their songs to perfection, he's got his own thing going on too. And that was the thing was like, when you see your one of your favorite bands and somebody else fills in or somebody stands in for a show, you go, well, damn, they must think pretty highly of this guy if that's their call. When when it comes down to it, we need somebody, that's the guy they call. And it's not just Ugly Joe, but I mean Ugly Joe for me or your favorite band for you. If they've got somebody else playing with them, you go, there must be something to that. Because if a band that I love and respect so much it gives this guy the call, then there's got to be something there. So I've been waiting because I knew this guy was having a new album come out this year, and so I researched it. I even mentioned it a few weeks ago on GeekWire that Chris Catalyst had a new album coming out, so now it's finally out, and I got to listen to it. Boy, this thing's all over the place, but man, this dude is super creative. He's a hell of an artist, hell of a musician. I think he does pretty much everything himself on these I said, this might be a little bit of a stretch, because it is a little weird, but I think you're going to like it, because it's so damn cool. So, without further ado, this is Chris Catalyst, off his new album, Mad in England, and this is a song called, Stop. That's different, but it's still pretty damn cool, ain't it?
2: Yeah, it's just but that might be the one of the more out there things you've played on the show. Although you every now and then you'll hit me with a curveball and I'm like, You're into this. I like what I like,
1: you know. I just I like what I like. It doesn't matter if it's got like a little bit of sampling in it or something, you know, and and that doesn't seem like something I would like. You know, I'm the Ace Fraley dude, I'm the KISS fan, I'm the Ozzy guy, the A C D C lover, you know, and and so a lot of times I don't know, it's, it's hard to explain what I like and why I like what I like, but I just like what I like, you know, and I like that, I <laughs> thought that was so cool, you know, so it's like, you know what, I know somebody's going to appreciate that, I know somebody's going to think that's super cool, I think it's super cool, it's worth checking out, that's Chris Catalyst, look him up, give him a like, give him a follow, it's worth it, I'm telling you.
2: I need to listen to some more of that. Um, I do like some of the Eureka Machine stuff that he does.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know yeah. nothing about that.
2: Some, of, I mean, it's still, it's got a little bit of the same vibe. Um, but yeah, I need to, I need to, it just caught me off guard when I first listened to it. But I, I think after repeated listens, I'll probably get more into it. But it's just, it's like, that's kind of quirky for uh, an Aaron Camaro pick.
1: Well, you know, and think about that too. Like radio stations right now, I mean, isn't that exactly what they're looking for? Like you something weird, but it still rocks. But like you say, it's kind of quirky and it's got some weird elements to it that don't just make it just, you know, your run-of-the-mill rock song. I would think as a radio station trying to appeal to young people that that's something that you would want in rotation. That's something that a young person that has no idea what any of this is would stop and go, what is that? You know, I want to know more about that and actually... Here's a concept that I know is a thing of the past for many years. Pick up the phone and call the radio station and go, who was that? I know that probably doesn't happen anymore because any song that, I mean, I could turn on the radio right now and go, ah, that's Bush. <laughs> that's the Imagination Dragons. <laughs> And on down the line, you know, you just you know it all. You know, that's Nickelback, uh, that's that's Seether, that's Switchfoot, whatever. You know,
2: theory of a dead man. Yeah,
1: you know, yeah. So I mean, you know these things because they're ingrained because you hear it over and over and over if you bother listen to radio. So, but if you're wanting to grab somebody young and get them to go, wow, you know, if I listen to this radio station. I get turned on to stuff that is so cool that I want to go find out more about this artist. That's the way it used to be. I mean, it'd be nice to bring that back again. You know what? If somebody wants to give me millions of dollars or invest into something awesome, if I had the money, I would start a radio station and I would call it guitar rock. And that'd be the only criteria. And it could be anything as long as it had rock and guitar that way when docking or the rolling stones come out with a new album you could actually get on the airwaves on your radio station and go we've got the premiere of the new song by the rolling stones coming up in you know two hours at this time you know and people go Wow, you know, and you could do that like back in the day, like before the record would come out, before it got leaked, before you know any singles were released, like MTV World Premiere Video, you know that that used to be a big deal. You could do that again. We could bring that back, you know, and and that t- just the idea that you could do that on a real radio station where you could bring that kind of feeling back to people again. And I know radio sucks, and radio's pretty much dead, and podcasts are. The thing now, you know, finally, after all these years, I don't have to explain to people what a podcast is anymore. When we first started this, I used to have to do that all the time. I do a podcast. What's a podcast? You know, I've heard of that. What is it? You know, and now it's very, very rare that somebody says, Oh, I don't know what that is. You know, so you still get, Oh, yeah, you know, I've, I've heard a podcast, but I don't think I've ever listened to one. You still get that every once in a while, but never ever do you anymore get. Like what's a podcast? But that used to be the normal thing when we first started this.
2: I think just the term podcast alone did it no favors because it's basically a simile of broadcast, and broadcast means live. Right. So it's almost like you know a cast would be is usually a stream, which would always confuse people because that's to this day every now and then I still hear from people they go. What time does your oh, yeah. podcast air? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, whenever you want. Whenever it to. you want. Yeah,
1: it's on demand. <laughs> yeah, they could have came up with a cooler name. Podcast. It's kind of nerdy sounding. Yeah, like it's, but like, it is
2: easier to make people understand now. Because yeah, I I finally boiled it down to it's an on demand radio show that you can play whenever you want.
1: That's kind of how you explained it to me that first time. I was like, wow, that what a concept.
2: <laughs> yeah. We could do whatever like we, we want. It's like we DVR the show for you, and then you hit play when you want to hear it.
1: Right, yeah. See, that's beautiful. I love it.
2: All right, so a, a bit of a somber note. Um, you know, this past week, as of when we're recording this, we lost Steve Riley, um, who passed away. Um Talented drummer, and it's funny because I had this song kind of chambered for the next time we did a Radio suck show. Um, his version of "LA Guns," I guess you'd call it Riley's "LA Guns," um, released a single for it was going to be the title track to their next album called "The Dark Horse." Um, it was released on September 29th via Golden Robot Records, and at the time, it was saying this is the title track from the. Band's upcoming sophomore album tentatively due in early 2024.
1: So the album's done; it's going to come out next year.
2: I'm assuming that's what I'm saying. There's no—I haven't heard any word yet on if it's been shelved or not released or, or what. But I, that was the plan before he passed, and uh, because I was going to play it anyway, and also as a tribute to Steve Riley, because I dig this song. This is Riley's "La Guns" with the Dark Horse.
3: Dragon on this dirty Remembering the things I can't forget. Get.
2: I love that song. That's, that's very cool. That's better than the stuff Phil and Tracy's doing, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, that last album by the actual L.A. Guns wasn't that great. They were on a roll there for a minute. But, I mean, even Renegades that came out a few years ago of Riley's L.A. Guns was really good. And I kind of at the time thought, man, I wish they'd have just called it something else because, like, calling it Riley's L.A. Guns, kind of cheapens it because the band is so good that you hate to be like oh we're another version of this but really when you listen to it it's a lot more than just a version of something else
2: i yeah i thought it stood on its own and i thought renegades would have been a good band name yeah they should have just went with that yeah
1: i think so too i think we talked about that when it came out that that's what they should have called it now if they were just going to be like a road band and only be out on the road playing L.A. Guns classics, then I totally understand calling it Riley's L.A. Guns. But being that they were a band that were going to be more than that, that were going to write songs, great songs, and release great albums, they really should have gave themselves their own identity.
2: I was very impressed with that song, and when it came out, I was like, okay, that's going to be one of my picks for the next Radio Sucks, never knowing that we'd lose the guy in between. Yeah,
1: it burns, man. That guy was... And that's, that's the thing that burns about it. You know, you get these old-timers that pass away. It's part of life. It happens, you know, and your legendary guy like that dies. But, man, he wasn't just, you know, some guy from rock history. He was still doing it, you know, and still doing it damn well as a testament to that song right there. And that, that makes it even sadder because you think, well, shit, you know, this was a guy that would have kept coming out with these great albums on top of the legacy all right, so a lot of times we do Fresh Blood, and that will be the freshest, newest rock bands out there, the hottest, newest things. Well, what happens when that band has been played on Fresh Blood? What happens after that? Now they're not Fresh Blood anymore. After a while, it's like, well, now they're just a part of the rock and roll history. They're a part of the machine now. You know, They're not new and fresh anymore. But what I've come to realize, and we've talked about this before, when we decided we were we had an idea for a show, it's like, hey, let's like do like a Where Are They Now with the Fresh Blood. We'll go back to the very first Fresh Blood we ever did, and we'll play Where Are They Now. And what we come to realize is they're all dead, <laughs> yeah, awesome. not dead, but they're the, all in the cemetery the <laughs> bands, the bands are dead. You know, for the most part, like a lot of, I think, like pretty much all of them from that first fresh blood that we ever did way back in the day, like none of those bands existed anymore. So it got me thinking, it's like, damn, you know, that's why it's so important, especially with a young up and coming band to give them the love, to make sure that they can flourish, to make sure that they can survive at the very least, you know, and when you look back at it like that and you go, man, you know, we championed those bands, you know, we felt like, you know, they might have a future. But then you look like 10 years later and it's like, nope, they didn't. And that makes me kind of sad. So it's important to me always, and Radio Sucks is a perfect way to do that, to say, okay, we featured this band on Fresh Blood a while back. I think this one in particular was last year. And they still continue to put out albums. Are they Fresh Blood now? No. Are they seasoned veterans? Eh, they're getting there. But here's a band that... I remember when we spun them on the Fresh Blood episode back in the day that people were like, holy shit, this band is awesome. So now here we are in 2023, and they've got another new album out. I know I mentioned this a week or so back on the GeekWire episode where we talk about new albums coming out. Well, this was on there. Man, this song is so good. The album is amazing. And this is one of those bands that they deserve your love, adoration, and support. But they're not just going to want it. They're going to earn it. Yeah, they're going to earn it in a big way. So this is Spirit Adrift. That name sound familiar? Yeah, we've talked about them before because they're freaking awesome. Their new album this year, Ghost at the Gallows. And man, they freaking rule. And you're going to love this and i want you to support this band so crank this one up cuz it's not just the title of the song it's it says what it is this one called barn burn barn burner
2: that's badass i love the riffs on that song and i love the way it changes up in the middle of the song and and then goes back to that that transition at the end of the song the riffs in this is is awesome this is my favorite thing you picked this week for sure
1: that band is so good so good they deserve not just to survive they deserve to thrive because we've talked about it before too where it's like we joke and we say, Hey, someday when you know Iron Maiden and Metallica and all these bands that we love that are kind of considered the headliners nowadays, once those bands all retire, all we got left is God Smack and Papa Roach and Disturbed. You know, don't cry to us later when that's all that's left, when all the legends, you know, when they're all gone. If we don't take these bands that are on the up right now, and help lift them up to a whole nother level, then by the time that happens, these guys aren't even going to be around anymore. You want rock and roll to survive. You want the world to know that rock and roll is not dead and that it won't die and that you can't kill it. Then We got to make it live, man. And the best way to do that is by supporting these bands and artists. Spirit Adrift. If you're not familiar, get familiar. Look them up, buy their music get that new album the best way to show a band that they're loved and appreciated is to support them by buying their music by buying their merch and buying their concert tickets and you get something in return it's not like you're just making a donation you give your money they appreciate it you get music in return you can't beat it that's the way it's supposed to be and that's how rock and roll is going to survive into the future on the backs of bands like spirit adrift
2: i've got one left and uh it's gonna be familiar territory because our buddies are in this band and, but hey, I wouldn't play it if it wasn't a great record. Uh, Rock City Machine Company, yeah. Their the full self titled album is now out. You can pick it up on Lin, at uh, LindsleyRecords and hats off to Craig Lindsley for starting Lindsley Records. Yeah. I mean, the guy just truly believes in the music we're doing. He's based out of Nashville. His heart's in the right place, and he supports a lot of really good artists and he has a good eye for talent. So uh, I wanted to give a tip of the cap to him. And also Lindsay records is uh reworking on uh Bruce Kulik's solo material and audio dog, uh, just got sold on vinyl and it sold out like within the first day.
1: Oh, wow. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. So things are going good over there. And, um, but rock city machine company, uh, of course, Jeremy Asbrock and Ryan Spencer cook, uh, in the band now is Tobin Dale on bass and Rick Ficarelli on drums, uh, rounding out the lineup. And they did just release this past week, a cover, a video cover of Ramblin' Gamblin' Man by Bob Seger. And it's a great cover oh, it's and so you cool. can check it out. But as you guys know, those of us that do podcasts, don't, uh, play a Bob Seger cover, even if it's a cover in full. So I'm picking a different song off the record today.
1: It's it's um, a shame, kind of, because, I mean, it's a fun cover, man. They rock it out. I mean, they're so cool, this band. And we love them. You know, we've had Ryan and Jeremy and even Phil, who's a part of Accept Now, have been like Nashville staples. Like, when yeah. we started Decibel Geek is when, like, the rock and roll residency and the big rock show started up and these were basically live rock music parties and they would play all kinds of cool stuff that would surprise you but in a good way. You know, you'd hear something and go, man, this is a great rock and song. And it would just draw out all the best people from Nashville to one place because these guys are so amazing and talented and just awesome people that you want to support them. You want to show up. And like I said, you're not just showing up as, you know, giving charity. You're getting a whole lot in return. And some of the best parties that I've ever been to in my life have been ones where those guys were playing at.
2: Yeah. And they've all gone on to big gigs. Um, you know, Jeremy w- with Karabi. And then of course them with Ace and Gene and um, the, you know, Phil's doing accept, but the, like they've all gone on to great things, but like, Aaron and I and a number of other people have been kind of tugging on their sleeve for the last 10 years going, original material, guys, come on. Yeah, yeah. And um, they finally, you know, they did do a residency um, EP, which was great. Oh, so good. But but this is uh, awesome to hear something fully fleshed out, also produced and mixed by uh, Marty Fredrickson uh, here in Nashville. And uh, this is my favorite hook on the whole record. I think this is an awesome song. This is The Last Time by Rock City Machine Company.
1: listen to this album that was the one that really jumped out at me and I like the whole thing like there's not a bad song on it but that's the one that really jumped out to me because you know guys like me from back in the day you remember the band Hair of the Dog Ryan Cook was the lead singer of Hair of the Dog and that one's got a lot of that flavor
2: yeah. It's like I told very I, hu- Very hooky and melodic, which th- that was kind of one of their things.
1: Right. And when Ryan first sent us a copy of this and I listened to it, and I tell him, you know, because it's you, I'm always going to kind of hear Hair of the Dog in it. Like, there's no, you were such a huge part of that band that everything you do is going to kind of sound like Hair of the Dog to me. I said, but that song the last time. That one straight up sounds like it could have fit on any one of those Hair of the Dog albums, which I love. You know, that's a huge compliment coming from me because that band meant so much to me when they were around. And, you know, and that's the thing, too, is, like, that was such a special time for me because Hair of the Dog, and I've told this story a million times, where I lived at that period of time, you go into the local record store, which was Intersleeve Records in Wausau, Wisconsin, and they'd have the list up on the wall. And they'd say, top albums this week. And number one would be Hair of the Dog. And then it would be like Corn, And then, you know, Creed and Stone Temple Pilots and all that. So Hair of the Dog would be number one because in that pocket of the world, they were the biggest band in the world. And so when Hair of the Dog went away, I always kind of longed for it to come back. You know, and even like there was times where I'd be talking to Ryan and go, man, you know, what are the chances of like a Hair of the Dog reunion ever happening? And he'd go, yeah, that's that's never going to happen. You know, I, I just don't foresee it. And we got to go see that Hair of the Dog show that he did with mm-hmm. Phil and Jeremy filling in on those songs. And, you know, that was really cool to hear those songs live one last time. But it kind of hurt my heart, too, because I knew that, you know, that's the last time I'm ever going to see, probably ever see those songs played live again. And then it was like, well, you know, if we can't have Hair of the Dog, man, you know, Ryan, please, man, you know, write some stuff. I know you got it in you. I know you're an artist. I know you've got the power of rock and roll in your soul. I know it's in you just dying to come out. And I wish you would, you know, please, man. You know, it's great that you're with Ace Fraley. It's great that you're with Gene Simmons. But please, man, please, you know, I love you. Come out with something of your own. And then when it finally happened, man, I was so excited. And I, and like I said, there's to me, there's not a bad song on the entire album. And if you're into just kick-ass rock music, then you're going to love this. Rock City Machine Company, you look it up, get the album, get the CD, whatever you're into, just get it and trust me, trust me when I tell you, you're going to love it because it's one of the best albums of the year. I know without a doubt in my mind, it's going to make the top 10 Decibel Geek albums of the year at the end. I know it is. And this year is going to be tough because there's been a lot of great stuff that came out, but there's no doubt in my mind that Rock City Machine Company is going to be right up there at the end of the year because this album is so freaking good. And I just want to say thank you to Ryan for for doing it, man. For I knew you'd do it. I knew someday if we held on long enough that... The planets would align and superstars of rock would give you a break for a minute because these guys are so in demand and everybody wants to play with them. And it's like, all right, Gene, all right, Ace, you guys are super cool. Now, I need you to leave Ryan alone for a little bit. You know, just give him a break, give him some time so that he can do his own thing. And then, like I said, 2023 has been a great year because, man, it finally happened. Thank you, Ryan, Jeremy, and everybody involved in this. It's a great album, and I highly recommend it to everybody. Everybody, go get it.
2: And if you're local, uh, they're going to be making their Nashville Live debut at the 8th Room on Saturday, November 18th. So if you're in town, you can see them live for the first time.
1: Nice. Nice. That's awesome, man. I love it. You know, sometimes you look around and go, man, I've had a bad day today. But then you look at stuff like that and go, life is awesome. All right, so I've got one more. And we're going to wrap up the show with it. Before we get into it, we got anything we need to cover? Anything we need to say before we wrap things up?
2: Thanks everybody for their patience while I went through some personal hell, but I, everything's looking better now. So thank everybody for the good thoughts and the patience. And uh, thank Aaron for shouldering the load for a couple of weeks there with uh, me being dealing with stuff. And uh, other than that, um, no, just thanks for listening. And uh, we've got a lot of stuff we're planning and we're going to, Keep trying to be creative and come up with cool new things. Have a, Maybe have a few new interviews soon, but uh, sign up for the Patreon. Uh, follow us on Pantheon, all that good stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. We just recently came out with a new episode of the Chris and Aaron Show. That's yep. exclusive stuff, people. You can't just get that on the Internet. you got to actually become a Decibel Geek VIP, which our Decibel Geek VIPs are our biggest supporters. They love us the most. We love them the most. And so that's why they get the extra content. You know, I was feeling like hot garbage when we started doing this today. But you know what? By the time we get to this point with all this great music and all this great camaraderie between you and me, I'm feeling pretty damn good. So let's wrap it up like this. You laughed in my face the last time we did GeekWire. And I mentioned that Duran Duran had a new album. In my face, you laughed at me. That's okay. Because I said, you know what? Andy Taylor's back and so I think it was Patrick Breen had made the comment on Facebook is like Mm. yeah you were just talking about Duran Duran and you were just talking about Andy Taylor but did you know Andy Taylor's got a new album out too and I had no idea and I was like wow you know and Andy Taylor was what made me like Duran Duran because man that guy's a hell of a guitar player I mean Duran Duran's not really known as being like a guitar heavy band but when you break it down and you listen to those classic songs, there's such amazing guitar hooks in all of that stuff. Yeah, it's covered up by the keyboards and all that, but at the core of it, that guitar work on those Duran Duran albums are pretty damn amazing if you take the time to really break it down and listen to it. So when I was told that Andy Taylor's got a new album out, I was like, oh, wow, I had no idea. How did that slip past me? You know, here I am trying to gather all this information for GeekWire all the time, trying to make sure I'm on top of things for new music coming out. And as I find out today, Brother Cain's got new music. I had no idea. Andy Taylor's got new music. I had no idea. The man, I checked out the first song off the new album, which is called Man's a Wolf to Man. Well, that's the name of the song, too. This is something else, man. This is going to get in your head. This is one of those, what do you call them, Chris? Earworms? Yeah. They crawl inside your brain. Next thing yeah. you know, like a couple of days from now, you're going to be humming this to yourself. And like, what was, where, what is this from? Oh, shit, that's from the Radio Sucks radio show because. Radio's not going to play you the new Andy Taylor song. Here's something else about Rock City Machine Company while I'm thinking about it. How stupid is it of local rock radio in Nashville not to be playing Rock City Machine Company? How dumb is that? You got to be a moron to be the local rock station and not be playing the most popular rock musician's new song on your radio station. It's, it blows my mind. But then I remember, radio sucks. So in that thought of knowing that radio sucks, you've got us for that now. We've taken over. Headbangers ball, they're gone. Good radio, that shit's dead a long time ago. But what you've got is the Decibel Geek podcast. Now, I challenge you to this. You listen to this song. It's going to crawl inside your brain, and it's going to nest in there. And it's going to live there for a long time because this is something that's so damn catchy that even myself, it's just got stuck in my brain and I catch myself humming it all the time now. And I'm going to pick up this album because I'm intrigued. It's kind of weird, but man, it's really cool. So this has been the Decibel Geek Podcast and we're here to prove once again, radio sucks and podcasts like this are the future Of rock and roll. And you hold the key to the future in your hand by supporting the bands and artists that we present to you. So, like I said, at the very, very least, find your guys that we talked about here today on their social media. Give them a like, give them a follow, and show them some love. And keep up with them. Buy their stuff, keep them alive. So, wrapping up things today, this is the former guitarist from Duran Duran. It's Andy Taylor. Oh, this is going to blow your mind a little bit. I hope you're ready for it. Crank it up a little. This is wild. It's called Man's A Wolf to Man. And we'll see you next week.
4: See ya. Best night.